technical difficulties, but I think we're getting through it. Well, good morning. Welcome to Something to Talk About. Hi. Hi. It's you. <laughs> and it's you, but you're always here at this time. I'm not. I'm always here, and Vaughn is is away with her family. So uh, get to get to share the to. share the mic and the show with with my my favorite co-host. Well, thanks for my, inviting me. Yeah, you were you were available. <laughs> Yeah, I am available. Considering COVID has made us only to you a lot more available. <laughs> yeah, only to you. <laughs> only to you. Well, it's a brand new year. We welcome all of you to uh, another another season, if you will, or another year of something to talk about. Uh, we've had some great shows over the year, and and yeah. and talked about an awful lot of things. Uh, COVID has taken an awful lot of of our time, probably too much time. Uh, now that there's a vaccine out there, we're hoping everybody can get the vaccine. We'll all, within the next few months, be feeling better and be reconnecting, and we'll be able to get together socially. And I hope it's only a few months. Yes. And not yeah. you more know, than a few. And each month it gets extended another month. Yeah. Who would have thought that, you know, a year ago when this all surfaced, you know, and we all it's said, amazing. oh, well, it's like a bad, a bad virus, you know, it's flu, and we'll just we'll get over it in a, you know, but it's amazing. We haven't been doing that much, but where's the time gone? Yeah. It's, it's I mean, we're, we're at a we're, year. Yeah. So about it, it is a year because yeah. uh, COVID was first discovered in the, the end of, yeah, but we didn't start quarantining until later on. Right. Right. But, um, but anyway, we have an exciting show. I'm, I'm so happy. about We, this we show. do have a show because, you know, yeah. we, when on this show, what we often do is talk about, you know, something to talk about. <laughs> and, and what are we talking about? And how has has COVID affected a lot of things? And one of the subjects that came up was, uh, you know, the housing industry. You know, that this is has must have been a pretty good jolt to to the yeah. to the housing industry. Yeah. So we With reached out to our friendly neighborhood, a real estate agent. And Eric Knudsen, we welcome you to the show. Thanks for being with us. Good morning, Stuart. Good morning, Lauren. How are you guys? Hi, Eric. It's so good to have you. Oh, thank yeah. you very much. We're, we're not sure whether we're going to see you you and, and Leslie or ju just you, but we're, we're thrilled to have you with us because it's it's a, a subject that, you know, I'm sure you got blindsided by it, too. Uh, a year ago when you're out trying to match people looking for homes with homes or people that want to sell their home for whatever reason, uh, you know, maybe it's a transfer with business, but all of a sudden the personal contact just got shut down. You know, so what, you know, when, when COVID first hit and everybody was told you're all going to have to go virtual uh, you're not going to be able to meet in person. How did that initially impact you and your and your uh, agency? Well, it, it it was difficult, as you can imagine. It created a lot of uncertainty that uh, we're going to have to shift the way that 
we do business. Luckily, so much of it is over the phone um, that it's, it makes it very easy to just call up and now you've got something to really talk about and um, just reach out and check on, on your people. So that's and like everybody part. else. Well, at least you have FaceTime on your phone or we have Zoom now. Yes. So oh, yes. I'm sure that makes it a lot easier as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have it, you, it's not face to face, but you can still see my face. So that has <laughs> no, been well, that, that's yeah. right. You know, so, I mean, we can, we can talk, but you know, all right. So I'm a, I'm a, a, a homeowner and uh, I'm selling my home and I want to buy a home and I want you to show me some homes. It's not that easy to get in the car and just drive over to these three locations in one day to, 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 to look at it. So are a lot of people looking at homes via virtual presentations to see and then say, okay, that's the one I want to see personally? Yes, sir. We did, we did do quite a few, Stuart, where I would put my phone in my pocket and I would walk through and record and show people. So much of the marketing is online that it's pictures and yeah. maybe a video tour, but when you've got kind of an eye on the ground um, to, to search through and, and take a look around and kind of show you if there's, there may be something unflattering that that photography uh, might be trying to hold off. So uh, it's been quite a bit, quite a bit of that. I think it's safe to say that, that people even more so now have to put a lot more faith and trust in their real estate agent to, to, you know, pre-search the market uh, in order to, to narrow that, that uh, choice down a little bit too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are you finding your buyers these days are people moving into the state, people being transferred, just people moving in, or just people moving from one block to the next? Great, great question, Lauren. So much of our... Um, pool of folks has been in here in the neighborhood. Um, we're pretty well connected with, with our kids at school and uh, a couple other activities around town. It, 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 that's really been it is that people have just needed now that we've been on, on quarantine and a lockdown and whatever else you want to call it, that people just need, they think they need more space. So getting a house that has a dedicated office with the two little doors that shut has been pretty popular. And as you can imagine, having a swimming pool out back has been a, a, a pretty good request we've had as well. Yeah, that's, that is, and, and that's a very interesting item just in itself because the, the, you know, if you live in a, a community like we do and there are public pools, uh, the public pools have got their restrictions. Yes. And so there has become a, a, a very large increase in people. If they've got the room in their backyard, put a pool in. Yes. And which, which, you know, we've, we've been fielding some questions from people that have been writing in uh, ahead of time. And I guess that is one of the, the questions we had from a, uh, a listener that said, okay, I'm going to put my house up for sale and all, and maybe I need to update the house a little bit. Yes. Uh, what What are some of the things that that you suggest people look into if they need to make the house a little bit more saleable? Mm. It, it, now, it's it, it's a broad question, so it does it, it does take a, a maybe a personal inspection. But most of the time, if you if you're going to update paint, which usually has not been touched since most people have moved in. A paint update goes a long way. It's got um, 
maybe a subconscious uh, help to you as well that you can smell that paint, you smell that fresh paint when you walk in and people automatically start thinking that, hey, it's been well kept, it's been well cared for, uh, it's pride of ownership. Um, it goes a long way. It goes a long way. And then I would say secondary to that, flooring is, um, that's another great upgrade. It's cheap. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen much about the, the luxury vinyl flooring. Any color, shape, flavor that you want, they got it. And it's, um, it's extremely affordable compared to some other stuff. All right. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Hit it. I'm, I'm looking for a house. And, and if I walk into a house and I smell fresh paint, I'm wondering, <laughs> hmm, was there something wrong here? And they're trying to cover it up, you know? Or was it just that I happen to like purple walls and realize that the home's probably not going to sell very, very well unless I make it a little more neutral? Do you, have, do you ever run into that, that, that people are, are, are con concerned about that? We do, and I appreciate your suspicions. Uh, I, I appreciate it. So uh, recall that every time you sell a house, you have to have a seller's disclosure, and you have to disclose any fire, flood, foundation, or wood-destroying insect activity that you've seen. So that's kind Very of- Very good point. That's your, yes, that's your corollary to something that might be a little weird with the walls. And also- it, it's a really quick reach out to the other agent saying, Hey, what happened? What, why did the walls get painted? Was it really purple? And we're going back to gray or, or white. It's an easy call. Yeah. So do you, do you look at kitchen? I know kitchen <clears throat> redos are a big thing now, oh, yeah. but it also costs a lot of money. Yes. Uh, do you figure, well, if someone's going to purchase a house, they're going to want it their way and let that go or maybe repaint the, the, uh, cabinets, the cabinet doors. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. And then it goes into the bathroom. How far do you go? Is it strictly the, the paint on the house and the floors? That's Lauren. That's the million dollar question right there is where's the return on that investment. Uh, right. you, you can put, you can put as much money into the house as you, as you want, but are you getting those dollars back? And are those, is that expenditure, is that something that you'll enjoy? Um, nothing's funner than, you know, a couple thousand dollars in the bathroom that you'll never see or use. So for somebody uh, else's that's right, benefit, that's, right. that's true. That's true. Yeah. So, but it is easy. It is easy to, to modernize without, without breaking the bank paint goes so far and, um, backsplashes are easy. It doesn't cost a fortune. Uh, when you get into countertops, that's where that's where the biggest piece of your expense is, and uh, and you can go from there. But yeah, paint goes so far. It goes so far. When you're talking about paint, and I have to ask this question because there's someone who loves bright colors, and say one of our rooms. Let's just say, for instance, one of our rooms is a, is a bright color. What would you suggest? Going to that neutral color <clears throat> might be a little bit more. We, we we all have our preferences for lighter and brighter. <laughs> um, <clears throat> given that, you uh, it might be a lot easier sell to go to a beige or taupe. Um, we love a paint color called accessible beige. It rides that fine line between uh, gray and light, light brown. Um, but you are, you are opening the door for some questions 
if it's that fuchsia or <laughs> periwinkle blue. Yes, I well, thought so. And, and, I and, thought so, Kent. And, and this is where somebody, <laughs> for, for I know what she's talking about. In our master bath, we have, it's painted coral. <clears throat> it's a, a, a pretty coral, but we have uh, artwork that's on the wall that yes. kind of brings out and ties it together. Complements it. My thought is a perspective buyer comes in are they going to look at that and say wow that's pretty cool i like that it's 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 kind of nice it's inviting that's it's something that i remember when i leave this house that might might put it a notch or two above some others that i've seen because in my mind i go through and i paint all the walls beige the buyer's probably going to come in and they're going to go through and they're going to paint this room this color and this room this color. They're going to paint over that fresh paint that I put up. And who knows if they go into the master bath and say, this this would be a beautiful master bath in coral. How many Love It or List It's have you watched well, <laughs> where they walk in and they oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. I Too live it. Uh, we live it. Uh, to your question, Stuart. Um, recall, you're selling the space, not the color. And while you Good have an point. excellent, you have an excellent barbed wire collection that goes with that coral paint that you have. <laughs> Remember, you're not selling that barbed wire collection. You're selling the space. And so, if you can, if you can tune it down, not every room needs to be a statement room. And showing them, showing them the space in a in a neutral way, that's what they need to see. Well said. Uh, uh, now, yeah. now I'm going to flip a little bit and say, how important is it that the exterior <clears throat> of the home, you know, including landscaping and everything, yes. be be maintained to make it inviting? Yes, great question. And that is that's really the first impression is that they call it the walk up. And if you're tripping over bottles and trash and weeds and and the rest. It's not a great first impression. So that's we encourage the, our folks to get get the weed eater out, get the trimmer out, um, or hire somebody of, to do it. Go get yeah, go go pay these guys to get it squared away for you. Um, a little bit of mulch goes a long way as well, and um, yeah, you want to make that good first flowers. impression. Flowers. I yes. mean, it's an easy fix outside. Yes. It's really not that that bad. Yes. Well, you know, and I and I notice in our neighborhood. Uh, we live in a, a, a little bit of a rolling hills, and a lot of a lot of neighborhoods uh, have stone stone walls in front of the homes. Yes, uh, you know, and they become subject to ground movement. Yes, uh, and cracking. And to me, when I drive by a property and I see that that front walk, a uh, sidewalk, the the retention wall or something is cracked. That says to me, maybe there's more than meets the eye. So that that may be an area that needs a little of attention before you put the house on the market too. Yeah. But hopefully they've been keeping it up. I mean, that's 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 yeah, the that real green there. Yes. Yeah. And and that is a, that's a great observation, Stuart. And re recall with that that seller's disclosure should give you some peace of mind because again, they have to disclose if they've had any foundation problems. Mm -hmm. So. Have some of that, but yeah, those those retaining walls. Um, if you have them, you're going to be chasing uh, cracks around. So uh, get handy with that mortar trowel because it does happen. 
I have another question from Go a ahead. listener, from okay. a listener that just came up. Um, we we ended up, this happened to us as well. So this is funny, this question came in. But when we moved here, we, we noticed that people were having bidding wars on homes. And we ended up having one and didn't get the house and people were overbidding. Um, are there any tips to a home buyer to win the contract when the homeowner has multiple offers on the table? Great, great question. Great question. And this is, this is something we run into a lot. The market's been really hot and you need, it's not always money that gets the deal done. There's plenty of contractual, um, minutia that can be sorted out. Our, one of the biggest things that we suggest is that if you can provide your sellers with a lease back uh, for free for a couple of weeks, that usually is enough to get it done. Um, generally, when you, when you buy your house, you've got a couple of weeks before you make that first payment. Of course, nobody wants to hold a double note, but if you can help these folks out by giving them a little extra cushion of time um, for free, then you've done yourself you've done yourself a favor. There's also a couple different um, seller costs that are in that contract. And if you do, if you have the means, if you can reach in your pocket and pay some of those costs for their seller, um, that can sweeten the deal a little bit as well. But it's not always money. Sometimes it's time that these people need. So then those letters that I see on the different shows that I watch on TV, because I have so much time like everyone else, um, <laughs> the letters staying stating about their family and, and they would love to move in the house and they will mm -hmm. take care of it like it's been taken care of and they will love the house. I mean, is that no, no letter great, writing? No, great question. And this is this has become somewhat of a hot topic right now. Um, that some folks have asserted um, for, how do we explain this? The, the Fair Housing Act states that you cannot discriminate against someone based on their race, creed, color, right. uh, familiar right. status, stuff like that. So there have been some assertions saying that I've been discriminated against because I have a family or I do not have a family or I've, I've may have given my given away too much personal information through these letters so it could be case by case scenario um i think that they're i think that they're a good thing to write but it's funny that the waters have become murky with that with that very thing so um i, I don't think it i don't think yeah. it hurts i think it helps but okay. the waters have become murky Okay. Yeah, I mean, I can understand if somebody has has put a, a you know some uh, a playground equipment in their backyard for their children, and somebody wants to buy the house, and and they've got two small children, and and writing a personal letter saying we fell in love with what you've done with the backyard, and see this is a perfect alternate playground for our children. That might be something for the seller to say, you know, I, I would like this family to have the to have our home. Stuart, you're a natural. That's exactly <laughs> what you said. You, you, it's case by case. And if you know that you've got some common ground, um, take advantage, take advantage because people love knowing that they raised their family here and they want to know that somebody else is going to have that experience too. 
you know, it growing growing up in in all of the years that we have been buying and selling homes and everything, that they, they keep saying that old phrase, location, location, location. Do you find in your business that that schools schools are still one of the big priorities for families when they're when they're locating or relocating, and that location is still extremely important? Most definitely, most definitely, it's still. Um... It's still a residential realty, and the residence is all based off of the home and your and your family, and that usually means kids and children. And schools happen to be a huge piece of that. So we, um, if we're shopping, we definitely will try to steer towards the highest rated school systems that we can. And we live in a community, you know, in, yes, in North Texas, uh, the, the school systems are terrific. Yes. Uh, and, and that means that there are multiple neighborhoods that are all within that same school system. So it must make your job pretty strenuous because you have to take literally hundreds of properties that are all within that school system and now try and narrow it down. So, you know, uh, how how does that affect you and your ability to try and take these people who say, okay, uh, um, husband, wife, two kids, one on the way, so we're going to need three, four bedrooms, uh, and all we want to have a nice school system, yes. and all. However, uh, we want to stay within a budget. Yes. Uh, you know, you know what's what's the course of events that you would you would follow with somebody that came to you that way. We, and that, that comes down, that comes down to just personal experience of knowing what neighborhoods are at what price point and where those neighborhoods are and really adhering to, um, really adhering to somebody's budget. That, that's a, that's a pretty important constraint. And there's a lot of people that want to be in an awesome school district like Coppell, but their budget is $200,000 and you got to be upfront with those folks and tell them, look guys, that's going to be a very, very difficult property to find. So we might need to shop around. We might need to make a contingency plan. Um, But setting expectation correctly is a big piece of it. So having said that is, is it important for buyers to, to uh, consider pre-qualification to, to definitely sit down, you know, with your banker or whatever your accountant, and just say, uh, "What are my what are my limitations based on whatever the the percentage is? Yes, how much house can I buy for the dollars that I can spend? Yes, yes, absolutely. That's the first, um, <laughs> Lauren. You may have said it. You know, uh, love it or list it, or you, people start on with these shows, and then they start on Realtor.com, and then they're searching through houses, and then. Unfortunately, they've fallen in love with a house that they cannot afford and everything else that they look at after they've seen this house that they love just doesn't cut it. Right. And, and they're, they're in a continued disappointment versus when you speak with a mortgage professional, find out what you're pre-qualified for, then your money is lined up correctly. You can start shopping officially. It would be a, it's a tremendous error to put somebody to go show houses and put somebody in your car and drive them around town. And you realize that you've looked at all these beautiful houses and they can't afford it. It's, it, it's terrible. 
So, so that puts the burden on you. Yes. Uh, you know, because again, we go back to the HGTV shows, uh, and, and, and very often that's exactly what happens. They have a budget and they show them two houses. Then they finally show them that third house. And it's, it's a little over your budget. It's like $50,000 over your budget, but it checks off all the boxes. That's mm-hmm. what they like to say. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes that's the house they pick. So now what you've done is you have undone what you really set out to do. Yeah. Uh, you have overextended yourself just because it, it had more, more, you know, bang for the, for the buck, but you can't afford it. Yes. Yes. It's funny that you say that you said, Stuart, this one checks all the boxes. They always say that. And they make, they make that, they make that comment in error when it doesn't check all the boxes, it was too expensive to begin with. Right. So you've done done yourself a disservice by looking at something you cannot afford. And now you're comparing that to everything else you see. Trouble. You know, where, where, where we are, I know now again, we've got, we've got a long history and, and uh, we, we moved here from up North. Well, you know, in the Midwest, the one thing that everybody had that was a big plus was a basement, you know, and it could be finished basement. It could be partially finished. It could be unfinished. That's where the laundry room was. That's where the kids used to ride their little tricycles and bicycles around. That's where the tennis, the, 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 the ping pong table went, the pool table, everything went down in the basement and it didn't affect your living space. We live in an area where there are no basements. Everybody, everything is basically above ground. Things have changed a bit. When I grew up, you had a formal living room and you had a formal dining room. And then you had maybe another room where you watch TV. It was called a den. Uh Uh-oh, he's dating himself. Well, now now in today's terminology, it's a media room. It is a living room, dining room combination. Uh, You mentioned... I think one of the most important rooms right now is that little flex room because for me, I can set up a broadcast studio in that flex room. That becomes the office. That becomes the nerve center of the house while a formal living room is going unused. So are you finding that, that in, in new construction and also that people are also looking, looking for less, if you will, they want a large kitchen. They want a large family room. And the formal living room and dining room. Fall by the wayside. Yeah. Yes, most definitely. I and I would encourage you, um, if you guys have not seen any, or your listeners have not seen any new construction, um, it's super interesting to to walk in and uh, number one see see what design trends are uh, are uh, pushing forward. But really seeing another design trend of of the home, not just the colors and, and furnishings, but of the home and kind of what you mentioned, Stuart, a a flexible space. That's a term that gets thrown around a lot. Um, They're, they are finding that a formal living room and a formal dining, a formal entertainment room is not getting um, the use that what is this changing into our, our, our formal dining room is now a, like you said, Stuart, it's a, it's our ping pong room and it's where, it's where the kids go to play and horse around and it tends to, it's right here in the middle of everything. Right. Uh, but so they are designing these, they are designing these houses to, 
to have space, dedicated space for the way that you live, not the way that our grandparents lived. Yeah, it's tough because I have looked at some some, uh, new construction because our kids just moved to from Frisco to Prosper. Yes. So I was looking with them and um, there's, there is no dining room and, and it is a family room with a table between the kitchen and the dining and the, and the family room. And yeah, I mean, this old gal, this grandma, When you're having dinner with everybody, I don't want them seeing the dishes and and hearing the pots and the pans clanging, but that's what they're building. That is the thing. And I understand it because everybody's together. Yes. And, and, and I get it, but yeah. You know, and I, I think, I think logically you're, you're thinking in my home, what are the rooms that I use the most? Well, and it's true. Kitchen, master bedroom. Mm -hmm. And the family room. Yeah, those are the three. I think the three key rooms, and of course the bathroom is is. And you have to have separate vanities for the guys and the gals. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But, but but you know, and walk-in closets. Everything else is expendable. If if that guest room, the second bedroom that's going to be your guest room, if it's a little small, so what? It's yeah. you know, it's for the for the relatives or something that are coming and stay a few days. And 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 they're gone, and then right. that room becomes an extra room with an extra closet for you to <laughs> That's fill. Right. Up. That's exactly it. Uh, That's right. That third bedroom becomes your office. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think these are these are considerations that I that a lot of people have. I, I, I want to touch back a little bit on on when we talked about how much can you afford. Yes. All right. So you see this nice house. It's a nice neighborhood. Uh, it's a well-established neighborhood. I can afford the house. Now you have this thing called an HOA. Uh, and, and you know, you know that, okay, now my, 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 my house payment, it, I can, I can work with the house payment. How important is that HOA? Because those are fees that you are obligated to, to pay for. That's going to be shared by the community to maintain the pools, maintain the, the, mm-hmm common ground and landscaping and everything. But some could be a hundred dollars a month. Some could be several hundred dollars a month. Now you got a house payment plus another three, four hundred dollars a month in in H has that become a, a question that a lot of potential buyers are saying? Is there an HOA and how much? Most definitely. Most definitely. And and to dovetail they're not only asking how much is it, they're saying what do we get for that money? And, and like you said, if, if you live in a wonderful neighborhood that has swimming pools and uh, bike, walking and hiking trails and, and, and playgrounds, it's pretty easy to see where that money is going. Um, the problem when we get into other things, people are paying those HOA fees for management and common ground keeping. Um, they just don't see or understand the value of it. Yeah, that's a whole other education. That could be a whole other talk show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. You know, and right, you also have right. to understand that once you establish that mortgage payment, that mortgage payment is consistent right. for, for the time and that the you. HOA may not. You know, be. the HOA fees can can Absolutely. continue to climb. Yeah. Climb. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They do. they do. All right. So now let's go to the reverse side. I'm a sure. seller. Uh, for one reason or another, my kids are gone. I got a house. I want to downsize a little bit. So now I want to put my house on the market. Uh, 
it's to my benefit to go to Eric and say, look, Eric, I want you to sell my house and I want you to help me find another house so that, that I can make this transition a little, a little, is that a good idea for people to, to go with a broker that can both sell and help them buy? Most, most definitely, sir. And, uh, dealing with the same person on both of your transactions, that only helps me understand more about your situation. Um, and especially if we work together in the past and are going to work together in the future, I kind of have an idea of your tempo, uh, your pressure points, if you will, um, what you're interested in, what you're looking for. So that does make my job quite a bit easier. I guess this would be a good time to, to say that if somebody has questions and wants to contact Eric Knutson, What's the best phone number for them to call to, to, to reach you? And Mark will put it on the screen. Oh, thank you. Thank you, guys. My, the phone number is right here in my pocket. It's. Well, we lost you. But we, we just lost your audio. So just about the time that you, you, you gave us the, uh, uh, the number, we lost you. Can you hear us? Oh, you can okay. hear us. We don't we hear, hear you. you. So, uh, nope, still don't hear you. The joys of, yes. of, of FaceTime and <laughs> Zooming. Do, do, I don't know if you, if you want you want to log out and, and log back in and see if that it re reestablishes it. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna log out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk till we reestablish with uh, with Eric, and we'll get the get the phone number uh, for for I, you to reach if you have questions. Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about his website because I don't know if you've gone on his website. It's a great website, and um, it's got a lot yeah. of tips. There it is, Mark. Just put it up on the uh, ah, on, thank on the you, screen. Mark. Uh, there they are with Remax, and uh, and there's his beautiful wife, Leslie. Yep. Uh, it it's a very very easy website, and by the way. It says featured homes. I happen to go through that, and you know there are homes that are listed there from two hundred and fifty thousand to seven point three million. Oh, there that's is a little one, larger than yeah. There's a couple that are that that Mark is scrolling through right now that are incredible compounds. Well, that, I know yeah. some something that I could you can dream about. Yeah, but it's but, more weeding and more upkeep. But yeah. hey, if you can afford it, go for well, it. Yeah, can I can I get that for about a, a mortgage payment of about two fifty a month? No, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I think that's a real easy answer. <laughs> but I love I love there. Eric's back. And we got you back. Made it back in. Yes, guys. Yay. We got you. Okay, you've got. Yeah, we were talking. Well, what were we talking about? Because I wanted to. Well, go we to are, I was going to get a phone number. Right. Uh, which which now that we've got the the, the website. Uh, there, which is which is Eric, you know, or or better, uh, betterdallashomes.com is the website, and you could reach him at Eric E R I K at uh, betterhomesdallas.com. Uh, Better but Dallas what's, Homes. What's the, what's the best phone number, Eric? Thank you, Stuart. It's 214-415-6688. and I'm happy to give you any information, any advice that I can give you uh, or your listeners. Um, would be extremely grateful to do so. Yeah, that, and that's the important thing. And the reason that we wanted to invite Eric is because we honestly, I, I, I like to talk with no nonsense people, people that are just going to say, Hey, listen, 
I may not buy, you know, sell your home or, or, or whatever, but I'll be happy to field any questions that you might have and point you in the right direction. Well, yeah, because those questions could mean listing your home that, or that, purchasing a home. That's, that's true. It might not be right away, but it might be down the line. But Eric, your, your Facebook page is fabulous because on it you have five fixes to sell your home fast. You talk about purging your closets, home selling tips for pet owners. I would never have thought of that. And we have a pet tips when it's okay to offer over asking price. And it, it's great. And I think, uh, I think our listeners and anyone that, that is listening to the show uh, should go on it because I, I think if you have questions, that's where your questions are going to be answered probably. All right. So do, do you subscribe to the theory that uh, if you're going to be showing your home, people are going to be coming in to look at your home, that you should have a, a plate of fresh cookies or brownies? <laughs> or the oven going so you can or, smell the, or, the aroma. Or pop popcorn or yeah. something for to, right. to make that, that you know mental connection? Only if you're trying to hide a certain smell. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> which, which, no, which by the way, could be a pet smell. And that's another thing that yeah. pet owners probably need to take it yeah. take a good look at before they put their house on the market. Uh, the old uh, real estate poem says, if I can smell it, I can't sell it. <laughs> so, I love it. I love that. Sometimes, sometimes it's true. Oh, wow. But good. so in this time of COVID, people are still being able to, to walk through homes if they don't have to do everything virtually. Uh, Yes, or no. and there is, they do have a COVID safety protocol um, that many Texas real, realtors are, are using. And it basically says that you're going to abide by um, personal protection equipment, like your mask or, or you'd wear gloves, um, that you're going to maintain a social distance. And more, the most important is that you're not going to preview or tour a home if you're exhibiting um Symptoms. If you're exhibiting any symptoms. So, and that's, that's the biggest thing. So, Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. That's been, so it's, it's not willy nilly of, of people just coming in and out. Um, it, there's even a disclosure that they want, they're asking people to sign. So they're, they're taking it very seriously. I think that's great. Yeah, well, fun. and you, you made mention earlier that you can go into that home and FaceTime with that client also to walk mm -hmm. around and show them from room to room. And here's the bathroom and here's, mm -hmm. here's the, the, uh, the soaker yeah. tub and, yeah. Uh, yeah. and all. So that, that's a that visual that's, opportunity for the potential buyer too. That's a yes. Help. Yes. It, yeah. It, it, time is, time is also a commodity. And if we can save you a little bit of time by me driving to a house, and touring it for you, um, I know it's a, it's, a, it's a huge disruption for your day um, trying to align schedule. So if you can just you know, get your phone out of your pocket and let me walk through and, and, and walk, walk and talk with you, I think that's a good thing for you. I, I, I want to touch on something that I'm going to call the buyer and the seller beware. Uh -huh. uh, uh -oh. we've, been, we've been sitting on the couch, and almost every day you see a, a commercial on TV, call this number or go online and give us your address and a little bit of information, and we will give you a cash offer for your home. Uh, uh, well, you see the signs along the road. Yep, cash see the signs for your on. home. What what is the seller beware note on on that? 
it's just like you've heard a million times throughout your life. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And um, some of we've called these I buyers, um, intelligent buyers. And what they do is um, it's not even funny math. They specifically say, hey, we're not going to pay a high realtor's commission. But we are, unfortunately, going to have to charge you a um, what they'll call convenience fee or transaction fee, which mathematically as it is, is just as high or higher than what you'd pay a professional licensed full-time agent for. So it could be clever marketing. It could be um, somebody who just needs to get away from it quickly. But uh, yeah, buyer beware. Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, you know, the, the thought in my mind is this somebody that really wants to lowball you and, and, and buy the house because they're just going to turn around and, like you said, throw a few gallons of paint on the walls, turn around and flip it and make, make a profit. Exactly. Uh, so, you know, that's, you know, def- definitely something that uh, uh, to avoid. Yeah. I, I, I think, unless, you know, unless, I would. unless, as I said, it's a piece of property that you own that's, 3,000 miles away from where you live and you know, you finally want to just unload it. That's true, Stuart, right there. Yeah. yeah. If you just need to get away from it, this could be the, this could be a good option for you. Um, yeah. But if you need to, if you need to maximize your dollar uh, and get as much um, out of it as you can. Yeah. Speaking with a you full-time know, agent. We, we, we touched upon uh, uh, the school system. Mm-hmm. We, we talked about HOA fees and right. all of that taxes. Do people very often want to know about what are the taxes on this property? That is, yes, sir. That is something that we do speak about. And um, I'll try to pre-qualify these folks before we start looking and say, hey, um, if a school district is not important to you, if you're empty nesters or you um, don't have children, do you need to pay for a community college? Collin County Community College has a tax. There's a couple different fees, a couple different school system fees out there. And that's where a lot of some of that money comes from. So if, if a school is not important, we don't need to be beholden to an excellent school system. There's plenty of great houses in, in communities that don't have that kind of school that you need. Well, you know, and also you, you get this dollar amount in your head that this oh, is yes. what I want to pay each month. Now add on that HOA fee, and if you add the taxes, sometimes the taxes are added into that 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 mortgage payment. Now all of a it sudden, jumps. that mortgage payment just jumped a hundred dollars a month. Absolutely, yeah, uh, those are huge numbers. Well, you know, obviously, this is the reason why people should have a professional on their side like yourself uh, and your wife, Leslie. Thank we'll, you. We'll throw, you know, <laughs> Absolutely. You can't leave Leslie out. That, that's right. No, she's, she's out. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because I'll oh. bet Leslie would, would, would appreciate my coral colored bathroom. Uh, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. <laughs> She's more of a teal and turquoise kind of girl. Oh, okay. oh yeah. <laughs> I would like that. <laughs> but, you know, all right. So now just kind of to, to put it in, into a nutshell, uh, Eric, people are looking to either uh, move. Obviously, if you've got two children and there's one on the way, now, now maybe you're thinking we need a little bit bigger house and upgrade. 
at a time when we are sequestered and it's being more difficult to get out, would you tell people, go on the website, look at some of the properties that are available, get familiar with the, that how many bedrooms and bathrooms mm -hmm. there are, the layout of the house, how big the bedrooms are. Do you want a massive bedroom with a, a place for a, you know, a, a love seat in the corner to sit or yes, you yeah. just yeah, do some homework some leg, first. Pre-legwork. Pre then you say to Eric, okay, this is what we want, our wish list. You know, this, 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 and this. And then you you start trying to match them up on the, on they say, the things that check all the boxes. <laughs> Bingo. That's it. That's it. And and kind of what you just mentioned, Stuart, sometimes sometimes the boxes don't all go together. Sometimes they want... Um, you know, a giant house, it, it, it just doesn't, the numbers don't work out. The math doesn't work out. So it's, it's really important to align expectations correctly for these folks. Cause part of their, I don't want to say problem, but their experience is they just seen how it goes on HDTV and they know that they're going to see three houses. And they're going to pick a winner. And it's here in the real world. It, it doesn't quite work out that way. You gotta, you gotta find, and you, you may have to compromise on some of these things. But I find, I find now that uh, people these days they have to have instant gratification. Yes. It's not like when when we bought a house, and, and I am dating myself at this point. When we said, okay, so it doesn't have this, that, and the other thing, but we can change it down the road. We can add something down the road in a few years' time after we've said. Not so much now. Uh, some of some of the younger people want it now. They yeah. want it now. Want it now type of thing. Well, yes. And and also, am I am I correct? There probably aren't as many buyers out there that are looking for that forever home. They Good point. Some that's that is a great point. Many of these many of these younger buyers. To your to your to your point, Lauren. Many of these younger buyers they do expect what we call a turnkey home where I open the door, uh, my couch goes over here, my TV goes over here, and this is where I live. When people become a little bit older and understand how a home and space integrates with my life, and now I need to find a house that works for my life, then I can start making a little bit longer term plans. That's 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 kind no. of a piece of it right there. Well, we are a more mobile uh, 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 generation yeah. now too, yeah. where yeah. people are not necessarily get a job that is they're going to be working in for twenty or thirty years and retire. Right. Uh, they know that there's a possibility I could be here for five or ten years and then I get uh, transferred to another part yeah. of the country. Yeah, correct. Yes, and we yes. we become a, a more more relocatable society. Yes. Yes. Uh, but we do see that too. That the, the forever home, I we have had that talk, and I've we've sold quite a few of them. Um, That's good. But uh, are the people still in that forever home? <laughs> I got. I can think of three people that are still in. Out of oh yeah. <laughs> so. so can can Mark? Can we put um, the website um, on again? And and yeah, Eric, and give your phone number again in case people want to reach. Well, you. it'll it'll come up. Mark will put it up on the on the screen. It'll be okay. the website. I just want to do it before we number. end. Yeah, uh, and and you've answered a lot of questions, uh, Eric. I, I thank you very very much. It's my pleasure. It's important 
Uh, and, and there it is on the screen. So folks, if you have any questions, feel free to call Eric or Leslie uh, and, and they'll answer your questions. If you want to look at houses, give them, give them a holler. They'll be happy to, to, to help you. Well, we miss seeing Leslie, but we loved having you. Thank I, you. Thank you guys so much. Happy New Year. We really appreciate the opportunity. And I just want to give everybody the best advice that I can for their situation. Um, different strokes for different folks. Everybody, everybody needs something, something different. So, and I'll go along with your phrase that you said earlier. If it sounds too good to be true, it, <laughs> it probably is, is too good to be true. Trust but verify. It'd be a That's healthy, right. healthy skeptic. Right. Yes. Right. Eric, thank you very, very much for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you guys and so much. That, that'll do it for uh, our first, our first oh, episode of, of something to talk about for the new year. Thanks Happy. for, thanks for sharing it with me. Thank you for having me. Happy New Year. Uh, yeah, same to you. And same to all of you. Hope you'll join us again next week, right here, same time, same station, for something to talk about. <laughs>